Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 251. I have a bit of a cold, so I probably will sound a little bit off. And I don't technically have anything new this time, since I have been missing shooters that are also kind of loot-based games, and I didn't have the money to pick up The Division, which is part of why I miss it, because that sort of reminded me how much I enjoy that kind of game. I have decided to go back to something I used to play quite a long time ago, and that is Warframe. And I said my count is two years and eight months old, so it's probably been about two and a half years since I've played. So this is kind of a first ever uh, second look after quite a long time of not playing. So hopefully it will be interesting. And if you didn't know about Warframe before, uh, you'll know about it now, though I did talk about it uh, back in the day when I first found it. But hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So checking my stats, it looks like I first talked about Warframe in podcast 103, (laughs) quite a long time ago, like I said, looks like about three years ago. And when I checked Steam, it said I had played 72 hours so far upon my return. Since then, I've now gotten up to 115, so I've played about 40 hours since I've come back. Warframe is a science fiction-based shooter. It is primarily third person, but when you go to zoom in with a scope, it'll change to first person. It also has quite a bit of melee. You can actually play either way if you want to, whichever way you want to focus. You are allowed to carry a primary weapon, a secondary weapon, and then a melee weapon, and you can switch however you want between them. And you can also not carry them. I've never not carried one of each type into a mission. But apparently it is a choice if you absolutely don't want to use uh, a certain one. You can just leave that slot empty. If I recall, when you very first start the game, you pretty much only have an assault rifle. And then the secondary and melee slots are empty. And you sort of get those after the first couple of missions. It is free to play. And that is one of the few totally free-to-play games. Pretty much everything you can get with in-game money, which they're calling Platinum, I think. You can also get through regular money, which I think is credits, or through special uh, missions, which they call alert missions, which are only available for a short time, uh, but they cycle through constantly. And then you'll get like the blueprint through that way, and then you you build it over a period of time. Most of the stuff is pretty quick. It's like 12 hours or 24 hours. I think some stuff takes a bit longer. Uh, It's been a while since I played, so I don't remember how long the very long stuff takes to build, but most of it's really quick. Even these three years later, it still looks really good when comparing the graphics to current-day shooter-type games. 
it's pretty much on par with them. It's not quite as detailed because they do want to keep it light and fast and easy to run. So it's not pushing the boundaries in terms of extreme, you know, really detailed scenes. But the scenes do look really good. They look really solid. And like I said, the graphics still hold up three years later. The music is really good. I tend to turn the music down, but it is really good. I'm amazed how much in the game has changed. And yet at the same time, I'm also amazed how much has not changed. Several times when I've been doing missions or I've been fighting a boss, I remember, oh yeah, this thing happens, or oh yeah, there's this kind of minion I'd forgotten about, but now that I see them, I totally remember. So not a lot seems to have been added in terms of like the variety of enemies or like I said, locations, which is kind of a disappointment. I was kind of expecting after a two and a half year break that, you know, there would be a lot more new stuff. There are some new frames and some new weapons, so that's really cool to see that they have, you know, not uh, stopped producing stuff. They are still making stuff. But I would say probably 85% of the stuff I've seen in terms of, like, warframes and weapons and locations is all the exact same stuff I remember seeing before. So like I said, it doesn't seem like a whole lot has been added. But if you haven't played before, there's certainly enough to keep you interested for quite a while. Like I said, I've played 115 hours so far, which is quite a lot. Uh, that's a lot more than many other games I've played. So I think it's, it's certainly plenty of stuff, uh, especially for a totally free-to-play game. If you do want to spend real-world money, though, it is either totally cosmetic stuff or something that just sort of speeds things up and is more convenient. Like I said, you can build stuff and it'll take, you know, real world time, 12 hours, 24 hours, or sometimes more, I think, for the Warframes. You can speed that up by spending real world money, or you can buy uh, special kind of colors or special kind of looking stuff. But again, like I said, if it is an actual thing that has a look in the game, even if it is just cosmetic, you know, there is still a chance you can get it free every now and then. So it's really just a time-saving sort of fast mode in terms of what you're paying for. Lots and lots of people say they have never spent real-world money on it, and they just trade their rare stuff for uh, the in-game platinum currency. And then, you know, even though they haven't spent real-world money, they still have the real-world currency for when they want to use it on whatever that they don't want to spend the time for. The character now has a ship, which they didn't have a ship before. They just kind of hung out in space. So that's really cool because it does add certain ship systems. And the systems are basically just a, a storefront for the UI that that particular thing is using. So it's a lot more intuitive. You're going to do this thing, you go over to that station. Or you can just open it up through a menu system and then you'll sort of teleport over to that station. But it does allow them for a lot more uh, sort of UI variety. And it keeps things looking interesting when you're doing the different things. Which, like I said before, it, it didn't have that. It was just you were kind of hanging out in a black nothing. So looks a lot more interesting in that respect. There's also a new quest system in place. There really wasn't one when I was playing before. And now, too, there's this thing called a codex, which shows you... 
uh, all the possible things that could be discovered. Sometimes it doesn't show you, like I have done four of the 14 chapters. I think I just started the fifth one. So it doesn't show me what those ones are that I haven't started yet. They're just, you know, question mark. But I can see, oh, there's all these other quest chapters I haven't done yet. So that's really good to see because before there wasn't really a whole lot of direction after you did that first sort of training batch of missions. You're just kind of unleashed. And after that, it was just, you know, go to the place, shoot the guys in the face, have fun, you know, doing the random things. Because from what I recall, even though the environments are sort of pre-built, they're sort of randomly generated, and it's like this chunk goes here, that chunk goes there. And the enemies, you know, how they're configured and where they come from are always random. So the focus of the game is really just on repeated runs, having fun, you know, doing the different things. And it's random, so it's different every time. It still does seem kind of really bad at explaining these are the things you can do. Uh, you've run out of quests, now do uh, these other things. And it really doesn't explain what those things are or how to pick them or where you want to go or what you want to look for to unlock the next quest chain. Like I said, there are, I think, four that I've done and then I've started the fifth but after that fourth one, I just kind of ran out, and it's like, well, what am I supposed to do now? So for the longest time, I didn't know what to do, because there isn't sort of that, you know, quest giver, go here, go there, go there kind of pattern that most MMOs have. So once you sort of get off track, and you're sort of waiting for an unlock, it seems like it doesn't explain why there's that pause or what to look for to get the next thing. So they do still need to work on that, which is kind of disappointing because that's going to be a really big stumbling block for a lot of new players. And with something that's free to play, if you're going to keep people interested and you want to keep them coming back, they got to get you know some kind of explanation of here's the game, here's what you can do, here's what you want to do, uh, you know, go <laughs> go do those things. So I think they're kind of resting on their laurels a little bit too much. Like I said, it has been. I guess like three years since they started opening up beta. So I think they're just kind of assuming that new players are going to be pulled in from players that already know the game and will explain those things. So they certainly could do with a lot better explanation of those things for players that are joining that are uh, brand new who don't have friends to explain that. Another big change that I don't recall at all being in the game when I left is something called Arch Wings. And that's basically sort of equipment you can wear in space and you get sort of a fully 3D uh, not bound by, I guess, location. I mean, there is a design to the space level. You want to go to a certain place, but it's not like you're following a corridor and going down a path. It's just like, here's a bunch of open space. You want to generally go that direction. So that's kind of cool. You fly around in space and shoot some stuff in space. There aren't... A whole lot of missions from what I've seen for the Archwing, but I could very easily see you playing either just those missions or avoiding just those missions and, you know, play how you want. The equipment seems a bit more confusing. I haven't quite gotten uh, where to, like, upgrade that stuff and put in the mods like you do for the weapons because it doesn't appear on the normal inventory section. It's like you have it and then I don't even know where it tracks it, but I know. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I can upgrade them and stuff, so I haven't figured that out. So again, 
that's something that's not really intuitive or easily found that they could probably explain better. It is a super fun game. Like I said, I've played quite a bit, uh, in some cases much more than other games. But it is primarily designed about repeatedly going through, uh, doing all the things to try and get better mods, to make your guns cooler, to get new blueprints that make new guns and new warframes and, you know, do it over and over and over again. So if you're not into that sort of loot grind, as it is commonly referred to, it's probably not your kind of game. But if you do find it interesting to get new loot or tweak the loot that you have, you know, this is my favorite run, but if I tweak it this way, it gets even cooler. You know, if you're really into that kind of stuff, you should definitely check it out. Like I said, it's free to play, so there's really no reason not to check it out. And like I said, it is kind of grindy. That's why I recall leaving, but they have added a bunch of new stuff that sort of alleviates a lot of that grindiness feeling. There are now daily login bonuses, as well as, like I mentioned, there's these alert missions, and those are special missions that come up there unlocked for a certain amount of time. Oftentimes, I will see anywhere between one and three of these at any given time. Back in the day when I quit, usually one of these would come up like every two hours, and that would be it. But now they're pretty much constantly there, available to me. So there's a lot of missions that will give you bonus money, or you'll get blueprints. I think I've gotten maybe half a dozen blueprints from these special alert missions that are things that I need to make. Uh, either weapons or warframes. So that alleviates some of the grind of, you know, repeatedly farming a boss or repeatedly going to one certain zone or one certain type of zone to find the thing you need. Because you can get it through that blueprint that you get, you know, in this special alert mission. As with all sort of online games, it's much better if you play with friends especially if those friends have the same kind of play style as you. Like I said, there's a lot of variety in terms of how you can play both as a shooter and as um, choice in weapons. So you want to find somebody that matches your style well or uh, compensates in some way for uh, your style. Like the other day I did a run with somebody from class and I was staying at range and pretty much sniping things. And he was up close and just all melee and just all bleh, uh, cutting down guys up close. So it was a pretty good match because he would get like the groups of guys and I would get the sort of stray guys on the side that were coming from different angles. So things like that, you want to find you know a good match uh, to either compensate for things you're not doing or that pair well with what you are doing. Like I said, you know, the play style is really important. Because if you're kind of a person like me and you go through kind of slowly, you tend to stand in place and then you shoot all the guys and then you sort of move forward slowly, you know, that's not going to pair well with somebody who's just running through and going bleh, 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 as fast as they can and just running from A to B and ignoring, you know, all the guys and all the, the loot that you could get. You know, those are very opposite styles. You don't really want to get stuck with people that do that. So... It's much better if you can play with friends, but I play pretty much solo. I have my matchmaking set to friends only, so I'm solo almost all the time. And it's totally fun and totally enjoyable, and I haven't found anything yet where I need to have a group. 
And, you know, like I said, if I do, um, you know, there's always the option to, to go, um, just general matchmaking and get whoever, uh, you know, random pickup people. And that works, uh, just fine. But like I said, it's free to play. If you are looking for a, a looter based shooter, I, I would highly recommend it because, you know, it's free. So there's no reason not to. And it's pretty light on specs, but it looks still really good. So you can probably pretty easily run it if you have uh, even a moderate gaming system. And that's it for my look back. From the newsroom. Just a little bit of news this time. I'm sure there's more that I'm probably not thinking about. Like Marvel's Civil War is coming out uh, soonish. I don't know exactly when. Batman vs. Superman is not soonish. I think that's like June or July. But that's coming up. But The Division is now out. If you were looking to get that, uh, reviewers like it quite a bit. They do say it's pretty much the same bad guys over and over and over like I thought it would be. Uh, one of the common comments is there's always a guy that stays at range. There's always a guy that has a shield. There's always a guy that charges you. It doesn't matter what faction they are. They all pretty much have all those guys in every group you fight. So like I said, it does sound like it's gotten quite repetitive. But if you like the style, people seem to think it's pretty cool and are pretty happy with it, even though it is very repetitive. I'm sure there are lots of reviews everywhere you can check out if you are interested in that. And the Thieves Guild for the Elder Scrolls Online is now out. Uh, I think it was like 20 bucks in terms of real-world money um, transferred into their in-game gold currency thing. So it's not super pricey. The last one was 30 so this is a little bit cheaper. Uh, I don't have any money. I haven't gotten any donations in a while. And there's things I need to pay for uh, that are not normal things. So I need a bit more than usual to get by. So I will not be buying any things for a while. But if you were looking out for that, uh, it is now out. And I'm pretty sure it's out for all the things. Uh, PC and uh, Xbox One and PlayStation 4. So uh, wherever you are, I think it's out for all of them. And the last news thing I have is that probably for the first time ever, Blizzard has pushed to date forward. And Overwatch is now set to release in late May, which was ahead of its original predicted uh, June-slash-July launch. So that now has an official date. I don't remember the exact date. Uh, I think it's at the very end of May. But you can check that out. And there is going to be an open beta weekend right before they launch. So, as I expected, you know, they are giving people kind of a preview and I would highly recommend you check that out if you haven't yet gotten in the beta and you want to check that out before it launches and you don't know if you like that kind of game. Uh, that would be your chance. And that's it for the news.
So that's it for this podcast. Not super exciting, I know. Kind of just talking about something I talked about years ago. And I probably sound a little bit funny, probably not too funny. Um, but things are super sad for me. Like I said, I've got some extra costs coming up that are not normal. And I have no money to deal with that, so that's getting super, super stressful. I'm losing a lot of sleep, and my brain is like, bleh, so <laughs> that's not not great. So I'm getting super sad and super worried, like, all the time. But I'm trying to hang on. The weather is getting a little bit warmer now. It's been raining for weeks, so that was super sad. Now it's clearing up a bit, so it's getting a little happy again. And I'm trying to not worry about the things and hang on to hope that people will send donations in the meantime until I can get uh, back on my feet and pay for all the things I need to pay for. Bunny Day is coming up in a few weeks, so if there's not another podcast before then, uh, happy Bunny Day to everybody. That's my favorite holiday. I like it quite a bit. Depending on you know what you're doing and who you're with at the time, it can be... Uh, different things. Sometimes it's uh, part Valentine's Day. Mostly it's part Halloween and Christmas, uh, the way I do it. Uh, you get candies and little toys, sometimes big toys, but usually they're just little fun things that are just like, oh, this is fun. And then, uh, you know, it's not too serious. But sometimes there's a serious thing. And it's often about uh, hanging with friends or family and just having fun. So I like it quite a bit because there's no expectations. It's not like Christmas where you have a list of things you must get or you'll be sad. You know, it's just some surprise things like, oh, I love this candy. Oh, this toy is fun and cool and unexpected. So that's why it's my favorite holiday. So hopefully everybody will have a cool bunny day. And um, I'll probably not see people again for two weeks because, again, you know, I have no money. So... (laughs) Uh, I have very little to talk about. So, I don't know what I'll talk about next time, but hopefully I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks, bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice.
be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2016 by Eric Stryker, a.k.a. Rabbit.